You know them. You hate them. You probably have them. They're cockroaches. Yes, it's time for the Interesting Animal Podcast to talk about everyone's favorite skittering critter. Odds are good that you've encountered one of these pleasant household guests within the last month, so maybe your love for roaches is still fresh on the mind. There's a common understanding that roaches are extremely difficult to kill. Pesticides, floods, even nuclear holocaust aren't enough to wipe these guys out. But how much truth is there to that? Let's find out just how well the roach survives here in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Michelle on YouTube. And thank you to Brian for the creation of this week's artwork. To check that out, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter at ldtaxonomy.com or, or sorry, at ldtaxonomy or visit us at our home on the web at ldtaxonomy.com. Did you just fall out of your chair? Nope, I spilled water, but only a small amount of it. <laughs> I was uh, very confused, but I can't see you, so I assume the worst, which I yeah, guess so is falling out of your chair is the worst. Since you can't see me, you don't know that I'm now wearing also a Santa Claus hat. You copied me? I had it ordered on the way when you were wearing yours and i didn't even know you were wearing yours until i saw the until you said it well that wasn't even my final form this is my final form i'm wearing an ugly christmas sweater uh i just have a flannel a festive flannel i have a drunk llama but i am not a hat guy and this santa claus hat is quite comfortable so it might become a permanent addition to your wardrobe? Yes. I'm going uh, out of town up north, and by up north, I mean to the south. <laughs> and if it's cold at all, I'm going to be wearing this hat. You should. And you shouldn't let anyone stop you. I won't. Just I shan't. Live your Santa hat truth. Ah. <laughs> uh. Okay, and today we're talking about everyone's favorite animal, but more on that later. Yeah. It's, uh... I guarantee you, <laughs> at the end of this episode, this will be your favorite animal. I'm just kidding. It will not be. It, you, Unless it is. This is probably going to make it worse if it's not your favorite animal. Oh, I have a fast fact that will make it worse. Ooh. I have a fast fact in case you didn't catch this fast fact, so, um, but you probably got it just because you you did the research. We'll see. We'll see. Now I've set it up. So if you didn't get it, then it's going to look like you didn't get, do the research. (laughs) I didn't, I might not have done that research, but yeah, what are, what are we talking about? What, what is everyone's favorite animal of all time? Is it the koala? No, we're talking about, and now there's several different names for this, but we're talking about the false death's head cockroach. Yeah. Cockroaches in general, 
but this one has just about the best name that a cockroach can have. Since this has six million names, I called it uh, the Discoid um, cockroach, which is like shorter. A little bit. The Disco Man. Uh, but would I, you like to hear what sign? Oh, no. Do you, you have other names for it, right? I, yeah. It's just False false Death's Head Cockroach is a really long name, but it's definitely the band that opens for Tongue Eating Louse. It's also a long tail keyword, and we should have no problem ranking for it. <laughs> Except a lot of people use this cockroach in particular, like for food and stuff, for their animals. Um, I see a lot of uh, discoid, people calling it discoid. Yeah. So if there are a lot of people searching for false death's head cockroach, we should do pretty well on the uh, the Google SERPs. Uh, but it's also called, the, yeah, like you said, the discoid cockroach, the tropical cockroach, the Haitian cockroach, the West Indian cockroach, and drummer. So I didn't, I really did, I, when we were... <laughs> it's not even drummer cockroach. No, it's just drummer. Just drummer. It's just one of the cockroach's names. Um, when we were doing, uh, gearing up for this, I was like, oh my goodness, we should have done like a Christmas-oriented one. And we have a Christmas-oriented one that's coming up, but it didn't line up with this. I was like, oh, we should switch it around, but it's too late. Turns out there's a little bit of Christmas in even the cockroach. It's the little drummer boy. <laughs> Good. Pa-rum-pa-pum-pum, which is exactly what you don't want to hear a cockroach doing. Um, we're also going to call it here Egger, because, of course, uh, it wants sugar and water. Oh, sugar water. Yeah. You say Edgar? Edgar. That's his name. Oh, I don't didn't I didn't know his name. Yeah. Well, um, Bibby and I always quote the wife in that because she's like, um, when the Men in Black are interview. This is a Men in Black reference. When the Men in Black are interviewing her, and she's like, it was like wearing an Edgar suit. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, so and she's just so disinterested that her uh, uh, um, emotionally abusive husband was uh, body snatched by a giant outer space cockroach. That it's funny. <laughs> um, we're also going to call the, this cockroach the unkillable scuttle boy. Because we like putting the word boy in f at the end of funny things. And then also Logan, because these guys are Wolverine in Wolverine your house and garage. That joke didn't come off exactly the way I was hoping, but it was the last I'm minute. I'm totally edition. lost. It was <laughs> it was a last minute. We had to we had to throw it in at the last minute, didn't have time to rehearse. Yeah, it was <laughs> it's well they they're they're very difficult to kill, like Wolverine is. Fair. So we're calling him Logan, and the pun is that they are Wolverine, your house and gar garage and stuff like that, because they're inside Wolverine inside Wolverine inside a wolf in Wolverine sheep's clothing. No, no, there are no wolves or sheep's involved. Crouching in the at the door, ready to devour. <laughs> uh, would you like to hear what science has to call it? Yeah, give us a science. One science, please. Well, the one science is kingdom. It's the one you know, love, and live in. 
live while within, really, to be honest. Uh, it's Kingdom Animalia. Live Wolverine? I'm going to yeah. milk this. We're going to make <laughs> it happen. Uh, the phylum is Anthropoda. No, it isn't. No, it's not. This is the fourth time I think you've made. It's Arthropoda. See, the problem is the R looks like an N. Uh, yeah, I'll give you that. It's connected to the T. It's connected to the land. It's connected to the T. The, t, the R bones connected to the T bone. The class is Insecta. The order is Blatodiae. Blatodiae. Mm-hmm. Blatodiae. Blatidae. The family is Blabberidae. Oh, <laughs> so it's just ripe for a joke. Yeah, I don't have it though. It's not going to come from me. Uh, the genus is Blabberus. Yep. <laughs> and then the species is Discoidalis. 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 So between Disco, Blabberus, and Drummer, this is going to be a loud boy. Yeah, the Blabberus, Disco, and it Blabberus, yeah, Blabber, Blabberus, Blabberus, Discoidalis. Discoidalis? Quis, Discoidalis, yeah. It's probably an oi, not an oi. Yeah, probably. Discoidalis. But since we're in the business of naming things, it's time for my favorite part of the show, Critter Groups. The part of the show where I ask you, Joe, a question, and that question is the same. Every time, what is the name of a group of this animal? Or what is the term of venery? Or what is the collective noun? It's all the same. If you saw... If you were so unfortunate to see a lot of these little critters... Hanging out in one location. If you kicked a rusty uh, garbage, uh, rusty dumpster, and a bunch of these guys. (laughs) Rusty dumpster was my nickname in high school. (laughs) 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 That's that's a good Twitter handle right there. Um, I follow a guy named Rusty Brick. That sounds like the cool kid in high school that's in jail now. Rusty dumpster or rusty brick? Both. <laughs> rusty rusty brick is a SEO nerd. Um, yeah, so if you kicked a, ru- a rusty dumpster and a bunch of these guys fell out and you needed to distract an interstellar cockroach, would you call that A, a situation of cockroaches, B, an infestation of cockroaches, C, a horde of cockroaches, or D, an intrusion of cockroaches? I like a lot of these. Mm-hmm. Infestation seems really on the nose. I don't want any cockroaches on my nose at all. But if you had a bunch of cockroaches around, it would certainly be a situation. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to go with infestation. Final answer. Eh. It's incorrect. The answer is intrusion. Fair enough. Would- that works as just as well intrusion and infestation are similar pretty much the same thing yeah but one of them is very specific to probably the worst infestation you can have actually no that's i don't know what's worse i mean cockroaches are gross and terrible but i gotta hand it to like bed bugs and fleas is probably the worst infestation you could have um maybe termites also probably all of those above cockroaches just because of 
how unbelievably difficult it is to get rid of them. <laughs> um, and how much damage they can do. Cockroaches are gross and terrible, but um, you are probably going to be okay. <laughs> Except for the diseases that they carry. Goodness gracious. But yes, it's an intrusion of cockroaches. Um, I, I, do you remember that one place that I used to, to live? Um, right after I moved from my parents' house, I moved into the next door house and where we used to play magic and, and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, there were so many cockroaches in that house. Um, it was owned by the son of a woman, of an older, my older neighbor, this old, old lady who passed away. And uh, she, uh, he didn't want to sell her house. So she, he kind of just left it the way it was. And he let me stay there for a couple months when I was in between living places. And man, uh, I did not want to go downstairs at night at all because I would turn on the light and just just movement, so much movement on the kitchen oh. floor. Uh, and I'd be downstairs like watching TV or playing a game and I'd just see two or three of them s skitter across. And um, so then, yeah, that's that's when you prop your feet up on the uh, on the coffee table and that's just how you live I'm life. You don't have to think about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing you can do. But uh, yeah, everybody's got their cockroach stories and... I know that for my wife and uh, my sister-in-law, they'd probably rather uh, perish than than touch one of these things. So, <laughs> oh, one time I was working and a cockroach like at this desk, this very desk, <laughs> and I was like, uh, I think I was editing actually this podcast, and I was I just see something out of the corner of my eye go from like between like a I saw it be between the two monitors like passing behind my uh it's like was that movement or was that just nothing and i looked and it was just giant cockroach oh nice but we have uh we have some cockroaches every once in a while i usually keep traps but um we we don't go to sleep if there's a cockroach at large <laughs> it's true it's it, it is dealt with before <laughs> we go to sleep but that i can imagine if there's multiple yeah, I mean, there's just nothing. There's nothing I can do. I, I and plus it was uh, like this. The lady who lived in the house, she was, she had a lot of stuff. It was kind of a typical old lady's house. There was a lot of just furniture, and there was a, there was a room dedicated to like porcelain dolls, which I kept closed and Obviously. locked at all times. Um, <laughs> so I, I mean, I was very grateful for the place to stay for a little while, but I also was very eager to not be there anymore. And fortunately, I moved in uh, with you afterwards. <laughs> so that was definitely an upgrade. Few, fewer cockroaches and definitely fewer porcelain doll rooms, I got to say. For sure. Z absolutely zero porcelain doll that, rooms. That was actually one of my requirements, um, if you remember, uh, in my Craigslist post. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> not absolutely zero cockroaches, but definitely fewer. De de fewer cockroaches than I had before, and I uh, and then and absolutely zero uh, rooms dedicated to porcelain dolls. But we had like a lot of pe a lot of uh, animals that worked for us, like spiders and lizards. Yeah, this place has a lot of spiders and lizards. Yeah, still still not crazy on spiders. Lizards are okay. We, it would. Around here, it's mostly like corner spiders, spiders that kind of just set up shop and don't move. Yeah, I think we talked about this recently. Around here, it's it's like poker chip sized 
spiders that uh, move very quickly, uh, which is unacceptable. Uh, would you like to have it described to you? I would love to have a cockroach described to me, and I'm sure I'm <laughs> sure most of our listeners and uh, hopefully viewers would also love to have that uh, described to them. In, in well, great, here we in go. Detail, Ch- please. Chow down on your cereal and picture with your mind's eye mm-hmm. this. Or eat your shrimp. Th- yeah, that that's a good. Very very close. Mm-hmm. Both arthropods. They're like the they're like the cockroaches of the sea. <laughs> uh this roach looks like a roach. A brown bug. Mm. A beetle of sorts. Uh but it's slightly more of a round shape than a long oval like shape like other cockroaches. They discoid is a- apropos because they're around. Mm-hmm. It's a light tan with dark brown legs and a, a dark black spot on the back of its head. Same. Goodness gracious. We have some, I have so <laughs> much in common with this cockroach. But when you, when you were younger, did you have, were you brown with light tan speckles? Um, sure. I had, uh, pimples. Does that count? <laughs> were they li- light tan? Yeah, a little bit lighter than the rest of my skin. There, I'm seeing juvenile ones, and they almost look like um, like pill bugs, segmented backs. Yeah, those are those are probably Miley's favorite. Even though it's clear they can't fly, that might be what they look like when they can't fly, when they have no wings. Mm-hmm. The ones with like uh, the wings that obviously those are more of a threat, but for some reason they don't uh, they don't gross me out as much. They have that nice, sleek, shiny back that is just like, at least we've put a nice coat of paint on this bug. It's like lipstick on a pig, really. <laughs> uh, but let's talk size. Um, welcome to the Blood Measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show. The part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you... I pointed at the camera, but I didn't know where it was at first. I pointed at the llama on my chest. I pointed at myself. And then I was like, no, I'm not recording directly to me, at me. Uh, but it's also part of the show when you that's introduced by you when you sing, when you send in audio of yourself saying, singing, or chittering. The words measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We don't have a new measure up intro this week. No. But... That means we get to hear from an animal, and Carlos has to guess what it is. Kissing cockroach, final answer. Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. You know what that, that sounds like? One of those plastic straws that you can just like make a really loud whistling sound in. Yeah, that was that was cacophonous. It was. It's adjective. Is it? Were they a uh, geese? B swans? C a collie bird? Or D a partridge? Oh, you already tried to pull partridge on. Yeah, is it another partridge? Uh, obviously it's not a partridge or a collie bird. It is, uh, several of them, but, um, 
Goose, swan, collie bird, partridge. I have no idea what a collie bird is. I don't think it's a swan. So I think it's between goose and... I don't know if... I don't think partridge was the answer last time. I think it was a French hen was the answer. Um, I guess let's go with... Um, let's go with the, the one I have no idea about. Collie bird. Wait, did you say col collie bird or calling bird? Is this like... C-O-L-L-Y bird. Because you do get four calling birds. It, yes. Uh, which is probably why you chose that. Yes. Then I will... Uh, I may change things. But they're all Jeez. in the song. Geese, swans, collie bird, calling Are there bird. Swan? Are there swans in the song? It's a swan Seven song? Seven swans are swimming. Oh, you're right. It is a swan song. I have no idea. Um... Is the song Collie Birds? Is it for Collie Birds? I'll give you a fact about that after you guess. Uh, um, let's go with it. Collie Birds. Let's do it. Final answer? Yes. The correct answer was geese. Duh. Those are white geese. Um, Collie Bird is the original lyric, but it's now Calling Bird. Oh. But Collie Birds are black birds. Collie from the word coal. Meaning black. They're just blackbirds. So much originality there. Yeah. This is like uh, coal, right? Let's go call it a coley bird. You can't call it a coley bird. We'll call it a collie bird. <laughs> well, I want to call it a collie bird. I don't want Okay, fine. We'll call it a collie bird. <laughs> the but nowadays if you sing this song, you will see that the lyric says calling. No as in a songbird. Now I'm gonna stay true to the original lyrics. Just like I yeah. do for the Gloria Patry. <laughs> Let's talk length. They're between 35 and 45 millimeters, as we were counseled to say by um, Nora. Yes. Or 1.4 to 1.8 inches. Wise counsel. How, how many roaches would it take to reach the distance traveled by the first team to row the Atlantic from east to west? To row? That's right. And first... That's right. Huh. That, I didn't know that had even been done. I imagine it's probably not from Panama to Spain. Oh, I would you like a hint? Because I know what it's from. Sure. To, from where to where. Yeah. Uh, the, in 2016, 2016, a.k.a., uh, Ross Johnson, Jackson Fox... Aldo Kane and Oliver Bailey and Matt Bennett. This is this from is definitely uh, a, a, like an '80s UK pop or band. This is like the the uh, the members of U2. This is their names. <laughs> Just like they. This is Bono. Rode, this is the Edge. <laughs> they rode from Lagos, Portugal, to. Carapano, Venezuela. Oh, my. They accounted for the Coriolis effect, I assume. This is the first team. I'm seeing a lot of, like, firsts. But that's how Guinness World Records is. First team to row east to west. First team to row west to east. First team to row with a little chicken in the boat with them. 
First team to row wearing Santa Claus. That hats. was Moana. Um, um, wow. What was so what was the, the length again? The um, one point eight. Yep, forty five millimeters. All right, one point eight inches across the Atlantic, and I imagine it's not a straight shot because, oh, like on a map. Because the world curves at such a large distance, so if I've if my time watching my little plane icon go across the Atlantic on several occasions has told me anything, is that it's you got to go curved if you want to go straight. Um, but that's not gonna. I can't really account for that. Um, so I don't know. Let's say. Ten thousand miles. That seems insane, but like it's about two thousand miles or twenty five hundred from like here to from like the South Florida to New Yorkish. Oh, this is specifically from the first team to go from Europe to South America. Oh, there's so much room for more Guinness World Book Records. You and yeah, I should that's train. That's why I was trying to find uh, find this again, so I typed it in, and I, there's a million firsts, east to west. All right, I'm going to go with 8,000 miles. <laughs> or maybe it is. 281.6 million. False deaths, head, cockroaches go into the length of this um, this trip. By the way, like Jackson Fox and stuff like that, they're definitely members of False Deaths Head Cockroach, which opened for <laughs> tongue eating Laos. Jason Fox. Or Jason Fox. The correct answer is one hundred and thirty five thousand. I mean what one hundred and thirty five million oh. one hundred uh ninety seven thousand six hundred roaches this is about half half yeah, what the i tr- the trip I guess was four thousand miles three thousand three hundred and thirty five nautical miles or six thousand one hundred and seventy seven kilometers or three thousand eight hundred and thirty eight regular miles yeah why are those two different miles different the world may never know i like bet i bet somebody knows I just haven't looked it up yet. I've every time I hear nautical miles, I'm like, I'm gonna look it up. What's the difference? And I never do. Uh, and I won't now. Yeah. You can't make me. Um, Let's talk weight. Okay. Yeah. The American cockroach, which are larger, weigh between 0.1 gram and 0.12 grams. Or zero point zero zero three five or and zero zero point zero zero four ounces. So we'll okay. call this zero point one grams or zero point zero zero three ounces oh based on the lower end of average for American cockroaches. How many discoid roaches go into the largest serving of guacamole ever, which I suppose is hotly contested. Because there was one in 2017, 2018, 
And there's one from a Jets game from 2019, but I 2019, but I haven't seen that on the Guinness World Record page. So we're going with the one from 2018. I'm going to say 500 pounds. Well, here's a hint. The dip was made in 2018 by Junta Local de Sanidad Vegetal. De you nailed it. Ten Citaro? You're doing great. Excuse me. Is there is the G soft in Spanish when it's followed by any? Vegetal or vegetal? Vegetal? Yeah, no, it's... um. Wait, wait. It's soft? There's no... Wait, I'm trying to think There's of... No, I'm trying to think of Spanish words that, starts with, that, that have Gs in them. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's only hard G in Spanish. Like pregunta. And tegucigalpa. Vegetal, they're saying. What? Then why don't they put a J there? Because J is the is the. Huh. It's like all. It's kind of an H sound, but this is Argentina. I yeah. I guess I've never. Vegetales would be. I don't know. Well, anyway, what did you say it was? <laughs> Five hundred our... pounds. Just 8,000 ounces. Let's have our fluent Spanish-speaking uh, listeners send in a measure up with the word vegetal, vegetal, vegetable. I am ashamed. Um, I have not practiced Spanish in so long. 2.6 million. 2.6 million. Final answer. Yeah. The correct answer is 37 million. Oh, boy. The dip, the guac, weighed 3,788 kilograms or 8,351 pounds. That is insane. It's quite a lot. But now you know how many cockroaches you could eat. Instead. Instead. What kind of, <laughs> do you, what kind do you of music? You really wanted it to be high in protein. What kind of music does False Death's Head Cockroach play? Sludge core. Guac and roll. Uh, okay, would you like some fast facts? Sludge core also works. Yes. <laughs> uh, discoids come from Central and South America, but they're also on the islands. The the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Uh, these roaches make good robots. Sure. Let me explain that. <laughs> uh, in 2012, a team of researchers implanted a small fuel cell into a discoid roach. The roach produced a power density of 55 microwatts per square centimeters. I don't know what that means, but I'm to told it's low wattage. But it's enough to power small devices and maybe enough to power other devices that they've already made that can hijack the roach nervous system. So they've already done this before, where they've put a little backpack on a roach that controls its movement, and you can remote control a roach. But the battery power of that little device is lacking. So why not have it be powered by the roach's own electricity? So 
imagine uh, like being a roach and then having scientists tap into your own electrical life force to power something that controls your body. <laughs> this is uh, as inhumane as I want it to be for a cockroach. <laughs> then they just slap a tiny little camera on it to get a better look at areas harmful to humans. That's or, interesting. You know, Why don't they just the, build a regular robot? It could. They could. Like for this wattage for micro robots, it might be helpful. Um, but it's not good for surveillance on the general population, probably because it's you don't want to put your surveillance technology on something that's loathed by all and easily destroyed. Yeah, uh, it's also unconstitutional. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they're often sold as food for pet reptiles. They're considered easy to raise in captivity. So if you have a bearded dragon, you can have a room, uh, little basket full of roaches you can feed it. Who doesn't want a basket full of roaches? It is that time of year. <laughs> Put them in your little stockings. Yeah, I, I really hope that uh, that's what I get in my stocking. They often... Uh, Discoid wrote cockroaches. Here's the... The dooziest of doozy fast facts. Discoid cockroaches are also a popular food in insect eating competitions. You did you did hit the the, the fact that I I found. <laughs> in fact, a man in a cockroach eating competition died after winning the contest from asphyxia, asphyx, asphyxiation. I think he was vomiting and he choked. Sounds sounds great. Sounds like a great way to go. Guess where this was. Oh, I don't have to guess. I know. It was in 2020. (laughs) It was in Deerfield Beach, Florida. Oh, I didn't know it was in Deerfield Beach. I just saw South Florida. Oh, my goodness. That's my hometown. It's not. (laughs) I I just lived there for a little while. Goodness gracious. Oh. Why are you doing? He, why are you doing Deerfield dirty, man? Do you know what the prize was going to be? A a, a a basket of cockroaches. I hope. No, <laughs> an eight hundred and fifty dollar python. A what? An eight hundred and fifty dollar python. A living one. Yeah. That does. That's. There's no way that's worth it. Unless you for really sure, like no. to eat cockroaches, unless it's your favorite thing. There's no eating contest I would enter in for like. Less than t- like many thousands of dollars. I definitely wouldn't like do it to like earn a an animal that would give me no like joy as a companion. Yeah, especially because you can just go out into the Everglades and catch yourself a nice big python, and everyone would thank you for it as long as you don't re-release <laughs> it. Yeah. But that's all I got for that. Do you have any fa- uh, big facts? Well, I was also going to point out that the false death's head cockroach or FDHC uh, did not insure that guy. He was not FDHC insured. I don't know what that means. Like FDIC, like the federal bank will oh. insure your deposit, federal deposit insurance core. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Um, anyway, dumb, dumb financial joke. The major fact is called what doesn't kill you makes you stranger. (laughs) Uh, I was just watching that movie. So good. 
That was the Dark Knight, by the way. Cockroaches are well known for their survivability. We already mentioned that. Uh, I remember as a kid believing that they would survive a nuclear bomb. <laughs> uh, believing it? Or is that not true? It's No, it's not true. What can survive a nuclear bomb? Like oh, a bomb. Oh, oh, they can, oh I see. <laughs> I was th- I was still thinking the aftermath of a bomb. Yeah, yeah, that's that that's up for debate. But being within the blast radius of a nuclear bomb is not no, <laughs> <laughs> not even tardigrades. Um, there were there were there were, there were reports, however, of uh, roaches thriving in the aftermath of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. After we politely asked Japan if they wouldn't mind surrendering during World War Two, uh, but that doesn't mean they survived the blast. Um, I was confused as a kid, however, uh, because you can just step on one. <laughs> I was like, you can survive a nuclear blast, but I can just kill it with my nuclear feet? You're <laughs> That's, uh... You're so powerful. Like, or, or, they, or they're just like, they're like Achilles. Like, they're invincible except for this one, like, particular mode of applying pressure, and they're just dead. So I remember getting to arguments in, like, kindergarten and first grade with kids... Saying, like, there's no way that they can survive a nuclear blast. I could just step on them. Uh, but eventually I was apparently swayed to their um, their point of view because I I remember believing that they could survive a nuclear blast. Um, and then there's the, to further things, there's Wally, which had a cockroach as the only living animal on Earth after it becomes an unlivable hellscape. And the only living boy in New York. What? Nothing. Only Living Boy in New York? Is that a band? (laughs) No, it's a song by Simon and Garfunkel. I was close. Oh, I don't know that one. Um, Also, Wally is probably the only time that a cockroach has ever been portrayed as or considered cute. That's true. Maybe. Probably. Um, All told, roaches are known for their ability to survive earth, wind, and fire because they're ha 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 staying alive there i put a song back in it's been a while since we've sung since i more music there you um but how much truth is there to their survivability scientists have reason recently sequenced the genome of the american cockroach and found some things so let's debunk or confirm some myths myth number one Cockroaches can survive without their heads. Do you think that's true or false? Joe? I've seen a... I think a mantis... No, a wasp... Fly holding its own head. (laughs) In a video. So I'm going to say that's true. You are correct. It is true. Um, Cockroaches breathe through holes in the ventral sides of their bodies. And they have an open circulatory system, so they actually don't need their heads to breathe. So breathing is not what ends up killing them. What ends up killing them is because they still can't uh, eat or drink. So they eventually die of dehydration. They die of dehydration. Um, But that can take up to a week, so they can live a week without their heads. Good, Good on you. Let's I'll, let's see if you can get the other ones. Number two myth. Myth number two: uh, cockroaches don't need to breathe at all. Well, do you mean like they don't need oxygen? Right, they don't need oxygen. That's a that's false. You're correct. 
They, they can't, like, you can't put one in space. Um, but Papa Roach will survive for up to 40 minutes without oxygen. Not th- We're coming almost like this the, thematically coming full circle to our tardigrade episode. Because tardigrades are similar where they do need oxygen. But they, but just, they can survive without it for a long time, and they can they can keep some in their in their tummies, and in use a it pouch later. Um, yeah, we are coming almost full circle to the Target Great episode, and just after our two hundredth episode. Um, yeah, forty minutes without oxygen. Uh, that's partially due to their open circulatory system. Uh, myth number three: cockroaches can eat. Uh, just about anything. Just about anything. Mm-hmm. And anything it's... that can be broken down and put it into their mouths, they can eat. Well, not metal, not or- inorganics. I'm gonna say not inorganics. I will. Th- that. But you're... for the. But for. Let's say this for the for the sake of the for for the sake of the spirit of the term, just about. Yeah. Anything? I'm going to say that's true. It's tough to say anything because obviously they can't. But like they. So the the answer is they can eat anything that they can break down and put into their mouths. Okay. So I guess if you don't. They, they don't have the power to break down some some metal. Right. They can't eat. Some stones. Yeah. But if they can put it in. Fit it into their mouths. They can eat it. They can, they can eat the starch in books. In, uh, they can eat wallpaper, glue, stamps, your dried skin flakes, hair, uh, plus all of the stuff you know that they eat, like all of your garbage and mud and Cereal. stuff like that. Um, their genes allow them to break down just about any substance, and that includes many pesticides designed to kill them, which contributes to their unkillable myth, their legend. It grows with every uh, pesticide that they ingest. Oh boy, yeah, wow. Is that why they like um, dry stacks of paper, cardboard, stuff like that? Because they, it's a nice dry place for them to nest, but also eat. It's also food. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, when you use a pesticide, uh, like a um, an ingestible pesticide on a cockroach, um, it's it's like. Um, Kate Blanchett with Thor's hammer. It's like, you thought this was going to kill me, but I'm about to destroy it and you. I hope not, because there's a ton of, like, roach traps in my house. Yeah. I hope they're doing something. Turns out it's, they're probably eating it and having a blast. Really? Like, they like pesticides are ineffective, or are they just, like, it's kind of like a gamble. Like, it could live, could die. It's It's probably an arms race where... Uh, we're just breeding, uh, but by upgrading our chemicals, we're just breeding powerful, more and more powerful cockroaches that are uh, pesticide resistant and will eventually kill us all. Well, you, like you knew when you were a child, it's hard to resist the power of the stomp. All right, just stomp them. Is that your auntie? <laughs> <laughs> coming, coming, coming back to this abundant well of cockroach uh, pop culture memes. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're not, they're not, you can, like, exterminators have chemicals that kill cockroaches. Um, but there are many um, common ones that they can just ingest and be fine. Huh. So, 
Again, they're not invincible, but they are very good at not dying. Um, myth number four: Roaches can survive nuclear blasts. We already we already touched on this one. Right, that's false. That is false. Absolutely nothing can survive a direct blast from a nuclear bomb, except Superman. And I guess um, Kevin Bacon's character in that one um, X Men movie. X-Men First Class, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he absorbs all the energy. Sebastian Shaw. Yes, Sebastian Shaw. I, I, I would not have remembered that. Um, but I just remember him as Kevin Bacon in the movie. But yeah, they can't survive nuclear blasts. But this brings us to myth number five. Roaches can survive nuclear radiation. It's up for debate. You said that earlier. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say theoretically true. It's kind of a misleading one because uh, we can all survive some level of nuclear radiation. We always do. We get cosmic radiation from the sun, sun at all times when we're outside. Um, and so, yeah, any time there's solar radiation or light is also radiation. So technically, yeah, we survive lots of radiation. Um, but... Uh, roaches seem to be v- more resistant to gamma rays than humans. No, no Hulk roaches. No, that would be terrifying. Um, and the Avengers don't need another arthropod-based hero on their team. You got, you have Hulk roach, you've got Ant Man, and you have oh, yeah. uh, Spider Man, and it's just be. It, there's an Ant Man and a Spider Man, and a Hulk roach. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's terrifying. Um, <laughs> just a, a roach, but instead of six like spindly legs, it's got six Hulk arms. It's <laughs> coming out the bu- the underside of it. Oh, that's just- <laughs> <laughs> it just pounds the ground as it runs. Ah, that's bad. That's horrifying. Uh, but Hulk, but Hulk, I I guess Hulk too. Um, but roaches can survive six to fifteen times more gamma radiation than humans. Um, but that is still less than the fruit fly. The fruit fly can survive more gamma radiation than uh, a common roach. Wow. So. And it doesn't get any recognition for it. The humble fruit fly used in all kinds of uh, um, like gene, gene ex- experiments. What's mm. the, a Punnett square. There we go. And you, uh, they use the fruit flies for them is actually a superhero. But yeah, those are the five uh, common survivability myths. Um, th- three of the f- three of them are true. They can survive without their heads. They uh, can eat just about anything they can put in their mouths. And they can survive a, 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 a very not healthy amount of nuclear radiation. Of hmm. harmful radiation. Um, which is why... Use the, why there are pictures of them hanging out uh, in the aftermath of the uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombings. And so, yeah, if well. you, if you uh, did not already love cockroaches, uh, then I hope I've changed your mind. Um, <laughs> do uh, do you got anything else? 
That's all I got. All right, that was the false death said cockroach or just cockroaches in general. So for you out there in Podcastia, stay alive. Breathe through your ventral tubes and don't get squished like a little cockroach. Like the cockroach here in Life, Death, and Taxonomy. And Merry Christmas. Hey Taxonomy Titans, I just want to remind you that we now have a Patreon. Patrons can see full video episodes and get shoutouts on the show. But ultimately, it's a way for you to help us cover some costs and get even better. Still, reviews are the best way to help us grow. So if you haven't left one yet, we'd really love to hear from you. As always, thanks for listening and engaging. podcast <laughs> was that strong bad no it was, it was supposed to be i should like i'm gonna squish you like a little cockroach it's like that's i think that's oh um, uh, scarface scarface yeah i'm so happy about this hat